For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Dear listeners, welcome to the Kodesh Family Church, Philadelphia, under the leadership of Bishop Dag Heward Mills. This denomination has grown with over several branches all over the world. We are excited to come your way with the anointed word of God, which has the power to heal, deliver and save you. Stay tuned as we receive God's word through his servant, Reverend Gilbert Fleischer. Give him a round of applause. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, we thank God for this morning. Our monitors are not working today. So, um, after, yeah, you have to use your Bible. So, how many of you have your Bibles? So, today you have to bring your Bibles out whether it's on your phone or, but make sure you don't text and do WhatsApp during the service. So let's turn to our scripture for the week, and it's, um, what's the scripture for today? First Chronicles 29 and verse 11. Let's turn to First Chronicles 29 and verse 11. So everybody turn your Bibles. Ask your neighbor that you have a Bible. I'm sure some people have now gotten to a point where they don't even carry a Bible anymore. It's like when you come to church, it will be on the screen, so don't worry. It's not good, isn't it? Thank you, Pastor Kobe. So 1 Chronicles 29 and verse 11. So the goal of the verse for the week is to have a verse that you... You look at throughout the week and keep meditating on it, isn't it? So let's say it together. Let's read it together. First Chronicles 29 and verse 11. Do you have it? How many of you are still looking for it? You have it? So First Chronicles 29 and verse 11. Is that right? It doesn't look right to me. Oh, that's it? Okay. All right, okay. So 1 Chronicles 29 and verse 11. Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in the heaven and the earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord and thou art exalted as head above all. Amen. So this is a verse for, actually I have a screen, thank God. You don't, but I have. So this is a verse for um, the, the praises and worship of God, isn't it? And we should all meditate on this throughout the week. Let's see it one more time. First Chronicles 29 and 11. Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in the heaven and in the earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and thou art exalted as head above all. Amen. So this is a good verse to look at instead of thinking of the devil as a champion. To most of us, the devil is a champion. Why do I say so? 
because we talk more about the devil and what he's able to do. And we indirectly, I know we don't mean to do so, but we indirectly rather lift him up and exalt him. But this verse is telling us the opposite, isn't it? That God, God is greater. He's the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. Isn't it? Everything belongs to him. So look at this verse in that sense. That instead of glorifying the activities of Satan, oh, the devil did this today. Look at what he's doing. And the devil, the, 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 instead of the devil, the devil, the devil, the devil, let it rather be God, 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 God. Amen. You don't seem energetic this morning. Are you here? Or you've gone home? All right. Let's say it one more time. First Chronicles 29 and verse 11. Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in the heaven and in the earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and thou art exalted as head above all. And thou art exalted head above all. Amen. And thou art exalted head above all. So we have the one that is, 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 is head above all with us. And that should boost our confidence. Amen. Close your eyes and let us pray this morning. I want you to talk to God. Ask him to minister to you. Tell him, Lord, my heart is open this morning. I want to, I want to just hear what you have to say to me. I want to hear what you have for me. Ask him that, that there will be nothing hindering his word to you this morning in the name of Jesus. Come on, lift up your voice. I want to hear some prayer in this room. Speak to him. Speak to him. Speak to him. Ask him to help you. Ask him to speak to you. Ask him to minister to you. Yes. Yes. Father, speak to us this morning. Speak to us this morning. Jesus. Yes. We thank you. We bless you. We honor you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Father, thank you one more time for this morning. We ask that you minister to us. Let there be no hindrance to your word. Let your word freely flow in our lives. May we hear your word this morning, and not just be hearers only, but doers in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, please be seated. These lights are very bright and nice, aren't they? All right, so we'll continue our series. What did we talk about last week? Who remembers? Let's have some interaction here. Who remembers what we talked about last week? What it means to be called. Amen. And I believe that we went through 10 things that means or gives us the meaning of what it is to be called. And I like the picture on your iPad. It's your husband. It's nice. Amen. So, what does it mean to be called? Who can tell me one? To be summoned distinctively, isn't it? Distinctly. To be summoned distinctly. So it's a specific call to you. Yes. What's, what's another one? To receive, to receive special mercy. Yeah. One of the ways to have mercy is to walk in your calling. You are called, you have special mercy. 
What's the third one? To be appointed for, Auntie Evelyn, as a special person or messenger, isn't it? Yes, yes. So appointed as a special agent. Huh? Yeah, you should see yourself as a special agent for the Lord. It's powerful. Number four? To be separated from? To be separated for God's purposes. Yes, that's what it means to be called. When you are called, you are separated for God's purposes. You are called, separated for God's purposes. Yeah. Listen, you don't need anybody to say that you are from today, you are called so, so, and so, before you, are know, before you know that you are special. If you are called, and all of us are called, for many are called, isn't it? Then you have been set aside for special purposes. Number five, to be sent out properly. Yes, it's different from you going on your own. We have all been sent out properly. Now, if you are waiting for Angel Gabriel to come and confirm that you've been sent out, called and sent out specially, you'll wait forever because Angel Gabriel is not about to appear. Listen, a lot of the things we do or all the things that we do with God that has to do with God deals with faith. That's why the Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith. you got to believe it. I'm standing here doing this work not because I saw an angel. I'm standing here doing this work because my father and ministry Bishop Dark said, you are called. And that's why I'm here. I haven't seen any angel. But it's working, isn't it? And there's proof that it's, it's a call. Amen. Amen. So you and I have been called. And the only call or the only voice we've heard is the voice of our pastor saying, you have been called. Number six, is it number six or number seven? Number six, receiving special grace from God. Yeah. Listen, it's protection to even walk in your call. Because when you are called, you receive special grace. There's a special grace on your life. How many of you want... Hello, yeah. Grace that goes beyond just you or the ordinary grace. We're all called by grace, isn't it? For by grace are faith and all that. But we're talking about a special grace upon your life. Today everything is trying to misbehave. What is this? Number seven? Receiving a ministry from God. Yeah. Ask your neighbor that you know that you have received a ministry from God. Even just being saved, isn't it? We have a special ministry from God. Bible says that we've been given the ministry of reconciliation. If anything or nothing at all, you should be able to Go around and just reconcile people to God. So every one of us has a ministry, a special ministry from God. And then number nine, is it nine or eight? Number eight. 
Receiving what? A talent from God. Receiving a talent from God. God has given everyone here a talent with a call. There's something that you can do specially. Yeah? There's some of you, you know how to make friends. It, it comes like that so easily. You have a lot of friends around you. How many of them have you influenced for God? So we all have special talents that God has given to us. And number nine, receiving a gift from God. And then number ten, receiving an office, an office from God. Many of us like the office. Yeah, we like to be called big names. Reverend, eh, apostle, doctor, doctor, something, something, and all that, isn't it? Yes. But when you receive the call or you work in your call, you have a special office. Nobody has to recognize it. It's there. God recognizes it. And God puts you in that special office. Amen. So today, quickly, I want to talk about four benefits of bearing fruit. Four benefits of bearing fruits. Four benefits of bearing fruits. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor. Ever since we start, ask your neighbor what I'm asking you. Tell your neighbor, ever since we started talking about the year of the shepherd, how much shepherding have you been doing? What did they say? Don't give up. Ask them, how much shepherding have you been doing? Yes. <laughs> so everyone here should be fruitful. Yes. When you do the work of a shepherd, you would become very, very fruitful. You know, recently at the um, um, Hamatan Bible Seminar, HBS, that we watched live, a lot of people didn't come, but we watched the live. It's still available. You can watch it. We were made to understand that, that the work even of a shepherd has gone beyond what we used to think. We used to see it as PVCI, isn't it? Prayer, visitation, counseling, and interaction. Now, it, it's more. It's more than that. Shall be shepherd, it must go. Isn't it? So, it's, it's gone deeper. And anyone who does this work seriously will become fruitful. So, four benefits of why, or four benefits of bearing fruit. In other words, why you should bear fruit. Four benefits. Number one, bearing fruit proves that you are a real Christian. You know, when I read this, I, I was very shocked. Yes, and I'm sure some of you are shocked. Who here is shocked about this statement? That bearing fruit is a real sign or it's a proof that you are a Christian. So, you can think of it any way you like. But at the end of the day, I want to show it to you through scriptures. So that you would not leave this place thinking we are saying something that is not in the Bible. So, when you are a fruitful Christian, it is proof that you are a real Christian. Yeah. Because the truth is that many people come to church, but not everybody is a Christian. Hey, Pastor, what are you trying to say that? I've been coming to church, I'm not a Christian. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. 
There are people who come to church for different reasons. Some come to church just so they meet other people. Some come to church so that they will just have friends. Isn't it? Some come to church because maybe they like the fact that there are a lot of Africans who gather here on Sundays. People come to church for many reasons. Emma, is it not so? Or to buy pie. Yeah. Yeah. Some people like Auntie Evelyn's pie. And they know that when they come, they may even get the free pie. You know, where's Uncle Charles, brother? Brother Charles used to buy me pie every Sunday. Now he stopped. He used to buy me pie every Sunday. He used to buy me tuna pie. But now he stopped. So people come to so, so it. So it could easily be possible that if maybe I was a regular church member, I'll be coming to church because Uncle Charles will buy me pie. Is it not so? So people come to church for different reasons. So what I'm trying to show to you or to say to you that is this, that when you find yourself in church even every Sunday, it's still no guarantee. Yeah? It's still no guarantee. We don't know. I mean, we hope and we believe that you are a Christian. So one of the ways of actually proving your Christianity is that you bear fruit. And fruit is also not just your character and the things that come out of you, but also fruit us in soul bearing fruit. <laughs> you see, I'm, I'm not surprised that the amen is coming from Esther. You see, because you all know that Auntie Esther is one of the very enthusiastic people about soul winning. You see, almost to the point that sometimes people feel it's irritating. But she's one of the best people in the sight of God. Seriously. Yeah. By the definition of, by definition of even what I'm preaching. Soul winning. Soul winning. Winning souls. It's actually proof of your Christianity. What a shock. You don't like this message. Matthew chapter 7 and verse 20. Matthew chapter 7 and verse 20. What does it say? Wherefore, by their fruits ye shall know them. Wherefore, by their fruit ye shall know them. You know, hitherto, until today, we've always seen the scripture only in the light of whether bad things come out of us or good things come out of us. By your fruits, we'll know if you're a Christian. So when you meet somebody who doesn't fornicate, who doesn't do drugs, who doesn't drink alcohol, eh? what are the big five sins? Stealing, Fornication, murder, lies, what else? Oh, you don't know the big five. So anybody who doesn't do any of these things, in our minds, they don't have bad fruits. But instead they are cool, they come to church, 
They dress nicely. They're always smiling. Good fruits. But I want to show you another side of this scripture. So in other words, it is the fruit bearing that actually proves who you are. Amen. Amen. Romans chapter 1 and verse 13. Let's pick it up from verse 13. Look at it. Romans chapter 1 and verse 13. Look at it. It says, Now I would not have you ignorant, brethren, that oftentimes I purpose to come to you. This is Paul speaking by the Spirit of God. But was let hitherto, that I might, but was let hitherto, that I might have some fruit among you also, even as among the Gentiles. So, Apostle Paul is writing to the, to the Romans, and he's saying that I've tried many times to come to you. I've tried. I've tried. With hindrances. And why did I want to come to you, these Romans? The reason is that so that I might have some fruit among you also. So the fruit he's talking about here, are you listening? It's not fruit of not smoking, not drinking, being good, having the, all, the, all the fruit of the spirit. It went beyond, all those things are good. It, it's beyond that. He's talking about fruit of actually soul winning. That I might have some fruit also among you, have people that I have led to the Lord with you. Amongst you, Romans. Now, when you read on, you see. Look at verse 14. Let's read on a little bit more. Verse 14. By whom ye were, ye, by whom we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all nations for his name. No, you're not, read, you're not making me read it. 15, 14. I am a debtor both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, both to the wise and to the unwise. You see, he's talking about human beings. He's not talking about character. He's not talking about, about fruits in that sense of good things coming out of him. He's talking about human beings. He says, I'm a debtor both to the Greeks and to the barbarians. Yeah. Can I say something? Promise me that you won't be offended. You won't be offended at me. Please promise me. I mean, stretch forth your hand and promise me. Give me some assurance. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Yes, you promise you'll be. Yeah. Listen, many years ago, I heard Bishop Dark say this. That one of the ways to fight racism is to preach the gospel. This is what the apostle is saying. I'm, I'm a debtor both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, both to the wise and to the unwise. There's, there's no racial barrier. Yeah. Listen, if we are doing this work properly here, I'm telling you, this church should not be full of only Africans. Because that's not a, no, that's not a vision. This church should be full of people of different colors. We should have Chinese. Eh? Yeah. I tell you, one of the things we should be doing, maybe because of our Chinese membership, we will be praying against the virus. 
the coronavirus. Yeah, because we have members from China. Amongst us, it should be Chinese, Japanese. We should even have Americans. True Americans. Promise, you promise you won't, get a, you won't get bored with me. Yeah. We should have true Americans. We should have white Americans. We should have black Americans. We should have every kind of American in this church if we do the work properly. Yeah. So maybe it's proof that you and I, I'm adding myself, you and I perhaps are not really, you know, winning souls the way we should be winning souls. He says, I'm a debtor both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, both to the wise and to the unwise. Then verse 15. Look at verse 15. So as much as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. Do you see that? So he's talking, so when he's talking about bearing fruit, I mean, that I might also have fruit among you, Romans, he's talking about preaching the gospel and harvesting souls. You see, these things, it's, it's, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like things that people don't want to be preached even in church. Yeah. When Evans and, 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 and his, his, his wife, why are they here today? Doing their baby, ded- their baby dedication. Yes. You came with, there was, there was someone, one of your family members who is a pastor or an elder in Pentecost. Yeah, after that, he came and shook my hand. He shook my hand like he said, wow. I felt very good and proud that I'm a son of Bishop Dye. Said, we don't hear such messages in church. We don't. Church gathering is to come and talk to you about things. You prosper, you prosper, you do well. You buy five cars, you have ten houses, you have, you have this, you have that, you have that. You win the elections, you do this, you do that. That is, that is what church is. That's what makes people excited. You see? But it's, it's different to come to church. And I'm almost telling you, if you are not understanding what I'm saying, ask your neighbor, do you understand what the pastor is trying to say? I'm showing you through scriptures. That not even having converts in your life is almost like you are not a Christian. Erica, what do you think? Yeah! <laughs> if Matthew 7.20 is true, and it is true, that by your fruits, by your fruits, by your fruits you will be known. So it's by your fruits that you, we will know that you are a Christian. And bear good fruits. All right, but also part of the fruit thing is also souls. Yeah. Everybody here, you must have a soul. There must be somebody that you can point to and give testimony that a new soul, another soul is coming to church, another soul is being won for the Lord. It, it, it is part of what you should do as a Christian. By this, you would, we would also know that you are a Christian. Wow. Let me read from the book. Let me read from the book. Dear friend, if all your Christianity is going to church, on Sundays, then you are missing a great deal of spiritual activity. 
Real Christianity takes place outside the church. After Sundays. How many hours do we spend here? Yeah. Two or two and a half. Even when we are here, people feel it's too long. Because you keep looking at your watch. The only problem, I don't mind you. You know, I, I still finish what I have to preach. Even two and a half hours out of the whole week, it looks like, but I have to, it's amazing. It's too much for some people. And it's almost like, it's almost like it's a waste of time to be here. So every few minutes you are looking. When is he going to finish preaching? Listen, I ain't finished yet. Yes, I ain't finished yet. I'm still preaching. So even the little, th- this is not Christianity. This, this is almost like, it's, it's, it's almost like tune up. It's like servicing. It's like a weekly service. Tune up that you do to your car to, to make sure that you last and move forward and do things in a week. Yeah. It's almost like refilling your, your tank. That's what we're doing on a Sunday. Real Christianity is after Sunday, after church. That's when the real thing starts. Are you here? Parkway, see, you missed the message that I just preached. Whoever I see, the person that he sits next to, tell, let them preach the message to him. All right? So real Christianity, Christianity takes place outside the church after Sundays. Each, listen to this, each weekday must have its share of prayer, worship, Bible reading, and laboring for the Lord. So if you're always comforted, or if you, are, if you have always comforted yourself with the fact that you go to church on Sundays, then I'm afraid I must discomfort you. Church membership does not prove you're a genuine Christian at all. Here is some sound advice from 2 Corinthians 13 and verse 5. Thank you. 2 Corinthians Chapter 13 and verse 5. Another shocker verse. Examine yourselves whether ye be in the faith. Yeah? Prove yourself. As you sit here and I examine you, ask yourself, am I really in this faith? Am I really in it? Am I really in it? Yes. Prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves. How that Jesus Christ is in you, except ye be reprobates. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and just whisper to your neighbor softly and gently say, Examine yourself in the faith. Amen. Number two. Bearing fruit will cause you not to be ashamed in the day of judgment. I'm not going by the order in the book if you're looking at the book. Bearing fruit will cause you not to be ashamed in the day of judgment. Ask yourself, how would I feel on the day of judgment? Because we will be judged you. Uh, do you know that? Yeah. The Bible says it's appointed unto man once to die. Once. You die once. After that, 
judgment. Yeah. This week, or the past week, I've been at two funerals. After Auntie Marilyn's funeral last Friday, this Friday, I had to go to another one in New York. One of our beloved mothers in the church. Yes. New York. Mama Jessie. I didn't even know that she started a church when the church started in School of Hygiene in Ghana. She was the first elderly person to enter the church. And I'm told it encourages, it encouraged Bishop's heart and said, at least now we have an auntie amongst us so that it will not be like small, small, small boys have started some church. Yeah, so she was very precious. She was 80, 82, 83. I was going to about almost turn into 83. Yeah. yeah. And as Reverend Nat was sharing, it made it clear. We should all think. Think like dying people. You will die one day. You would. I mean, even if you live to be 103. One thing God will satisfy you with long life. Don't be satisfied, and I mean, don't, don't, don't die until you are satisfied. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because that's the assurance, that's the promise. I will satisfy you with long life. Long life will I satisfy you. So don't die if you are not satisfied. If death is coming, say, I'm not, I'm not ready yet. There's a great man of God, great, 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 great man, I've forgotten his name. He died in church, and he was preaching. And as he was preaching, I think I heard Kenneth Hagin or somebody talk about him. And as he was preaching, everybody heard him like I'm preaching. He said, wait! Because he actually said, you have to wait till I finish preaching. Yes. Nobody understood it. But I finished preaching and then he sat down and he was gone. Yes. Wow. I said, wow. Yeah. So when he comes, he's trying to come push him and say, I'm not satisfied. Tell my God things to do. You see, this is this is where when you're this is where when you're a servant of God, you know, or working for the Lord, you even have more authority, and you have more bargaining chips. You can say, hey, "I'm not done. I'm not done. Hey, I have this sheep. I have this sheep. I have this sheep. I have this. Hey, I'm not done yet. I got. I got to give God a reason even for your life to even go on. Yeah." When you bear fruit, you will not be ashamed on the day of judgment. One of the commonest scripture that appears on, you see, when we talk about that, nobody likes it. You see, when everybody starts being quiet and it's like it's not faith. It's not. Master, why are you preaching? I'm teaching you something whilst you're alive. You see, yes, learn these things. And, and give God a reason. And it's never too late. Give God a reason to keep you alive. Are you here? And I'm saying that there's a very common scripture that you hear always at, at funerals. Isn't it? In Revelation 14 and verse 13. Did we read it at Auntie Marilyn's funeral? We probably did. We did, right? Yeah, it's everywhere. I heard it also on day, on Friday, at Auntie, Auntie Jesse's funeral. Look at it. Revelations 
14, 13. Are you giving me the scripture? All right. Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord. Isn't it? And then the latter part of it says, henceforth they may rest from their labors. Blessed. 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 14, 13, not 13, 14. And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Write, Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Yea, say the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors, and their works do follow them. No two things here. That they may rest from their labors. So when you die, I mean, what labors are you resting from? Is it TD Bank labors? City Bank labors? Eh? Jefferson Hospital labors? What, what kind of labors are you resting from? Eh? Yeah, even your common work that you go to Monday through Friday. You see, go to work. Tomorrow is Monday. Go to work on Monday morning. And when you walk in, just straight, oh, in front of your chief executive. Say, I'm so tired. I've been working all weekend. I need rest. <laughs> and then your nice chief executive will say, take that rest. Sit down and drink coffee and sleep. Right? Well done, thou faithful employee. That's, that's not work. Your boss doesn't really mind what, not that they don't care, but the truth is probably they don't care. They don't care what you did Sunday, Monday, Sunday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Now it's time for work. You see? Yeah. Some of us, that's how it's going to be. As you appear before the judgment throne, they say, oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, I finally got to see you. Oh, gee. <laughs> And then Jesus, you see that at the point, he's not even talking. Let's talk. Let's talk. So, oh, Jesus, you know, I was in a prison worship team. You know, we, we, you know I used to sing. You see that tenor, that, that, that auto sound when it comes. It's my voice, Jesus. You see that he won't be talking. Then you try to, you know, sometimes when you're talking to someone, you try to turn the conversation in a way that favors you. You know that if you talk about this one, it's not going to work. It's not like that gamma lizard, more paper. Your tip has landed. So let's, let's deviate the topic. Let's go that way. So you try to always take Jesus to another topic. But he's going to keep bringing you. No, no, no. Labors. Let's talk about labors. Let's talk about labors. Souls. One of the things I hear when you die is that they play, there's a quick video clip. It's super spiritual, supersonic speed. It can play, I hear it can play once, and you see your whole life. Yeah. Then you'll be seeing the people hey, that you could have spoken to at the shelter. Yeah. Even Saturday morning. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make you feel guilty. Yeah, somebody said, Pastor, why are you preaching? I want, I want you to feel it. So that when you go home, you will change. Yeah. 
That Saturday when I was preaching at the shelter. Even the Lord even woke you up early to get ready. But you made an excuse. And then you threw the blanket over your head even more. Change the gear. He will show you all that. He will show you, he will show you video clips of the one who sat next to you on the train. He will show you video clips of, 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 the, of the person that you work with that, that, that curses and does everything. And even at the point in your heart, you felt, talk to him. I just mentioned Jesus even once. I said, look, do you go to church? Why don't you? You wouldn't play that one too, to you. You see all of it. When you try to change the topic, you bring it back. You see. So they rest from their labor. And look at the latter part. It says, and their works to follow them. What, what works will be following you? <laughs> what works will be following you? Taking care of children? Only your babies? What, what works will be following you? So when you, you see, <laughs> when you're a pastor, you are called on many times to lie. And sometimes you take the hit for church members. Yeah. I mean, if you call me to, 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 to or you give my name as reference to a place that you are going to work. And I've done that a couple of times. And the people are calling me and they ask you, how is the person, how hard working is she? You know, how, 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 how efficient is a person? And they, they, they're asking me all these things. And I know you are not efficient. I know you are not, I know you are not a shepherd. I know you are not. Yeah, I, I, yeah it's not. You see, so I'm just, oh, very hard working shepherd. Very, very efficient. Lord, very, very efficient. Very, very efficient. In fact, she won 10 souls last year. She brought 30 people to church. You're just making the pastor sing. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, death, when you die, what is supposed to follow is your labors and your works. Yeah. Yeah. Auntie Marley, we had something to talk about. Even though she, she joined the church at, a, at, a, at, a, at an older age, she had an impact. Yeah. Some of you who have had babies in this church, there's, you can't say that Auntie Marilyn didn't touch you. Very giving. Very loving. It, it was easy to say it. So when, when, when you bear fruits, when you bear fruits, when you really bear fruits, it will save you on the day of judgment from embarrassment. You will not be ashamed. Amen. So that's number two. Number three, quickly, I'll just mention them quickly. Bearing fruit preserves your own kind in church. Bearing fruit preserves your own kind in church. Now, if you remember when Noah in the flood, do you remember? Yeah. One of the things that God, instructions God gave him was to pair the animals. Male, female, male, female, female, isn't it? Genesis chap chapter 7 and verse 3, quickly. Genesis chapter 7 and verse 3, quickly. 
It says, of the fowls also of the air by seven, the male and the female, to keep, not, not here, not here. It says, to keep seed alive. Everybody say, to keep seed alive. Say it one more time. Say it one more time. So to keep seed alive, the instruction was pair, eh? pair male, female, so that seed would not die. Because after the flood, God knew that Noah would not make, Noah could not give birth to donkeys, Noah could not give birth to turkeys, Noah could not give birth to frogs. Frog and frog had to give birth to frog. Isn't it? Donkey and donkey had to give birth to donkey. Camel and camel had to give birth to camel. Elephant and elephant had to give birth to camel, uh, to elephant. Almost. <laughs> Amen. So, in the same way, God expects us as, as a servant that we give birth to our kind. Yeah? Do you know that there are some people who never come to church, who may never know God, Without you. You think about it. If I were to come to your workplace to invite people to church, compare that to you inviting people to, to church. Yeah. One of the reasons why the church is full of doctors and professionals is because of Bishop. Because he's a doctor. He stopped practicing years ago. He gave birth to people of his kind. In fact, he has a whole group called Misharic Minshe, like happening. Misharic Luke's, because Luke was a physician. Isn't Misharic Luke's? It's, it's doctors, doctors in the whole UD. And he has meetings, separate meetings, travels with them. So, to preserve your kind, to preserve your kind, you need. To bear fruit. Yes. You need to bear fruit. Yeah. Your kind. And you can see your kind in different things. Wife begat wife. Husband begat husband. Eh? Professional begat professional. Yes. Nurse begat nurse. Pharmacist begat pharmacist. Engineer begat engineer. Carpenter begat carpenter. You can affect people of your kind. To ensure the seed, keep the seed. Are you understanding? Yeah, this is why this is why churches die. Let me remind you again that you are sitting on a seat. Look at your seat. Is it red? Yeah. This church was full of white people. It used to be called Rosling Presbyterian Church. Beautiful building. But at the point the church was no more. Because seed was not kept. Seed was not kept. Yeah. That is why you must be interested in your seed being kept. I tell you. Stella, are you not happy that your two daughters are in the church? Are you not happy? Are you not blessed? Yeah. <laughs> it's a blessing. They have pastors that can look after them. Isn't it not so? I'm sure you threatened them before. I'm going to tell Pastor so so and so. I'm going to report you. And they, they, they keep quiet. What a blessing. What a blessing. 
I said, what a blessing. It comes through seed. But if we continue in a certain way, a time will come. You understand? Pastor God, when Evans, your, your little boy is 18 or 20, there will be nobody that he can look up to. There will be nobody that he can look up to because seed is not kept. Yeah. Listen, as a physician, I've had the opportunity to talk to people dying. Yeah. In fact, I've said this many times. When I was in Kolibu, Kolibu Teaching Hospital is the big teaching hospital in Ghana where I trained. Me and my friends, we had a ministry called Hell Gate Ministries. We should do it. And you know what we did? We picked on people, because we're, 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 we're medical students and doctors on the, in Kolibu, we, could, we had access to the floors. We would go around and we'll pick on people dying. Dying people are the easiest to minister to. No argument. You don't even need to quote too many scriptures. Just go to them and just go with your head. Say this after me. You don't even have to explain. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Please forgive my sins. Please forgive me my sins. Jesus. G, come into my life. Very easy. Very easy. And I'm saying this to show you that when people are dying, you, you can mount all you can, feel so confident, so, feel so proud, and feel whatever you want to feel now. But you change on the day you are dying. Yes. On your deathbed, you see that everything will become very different. Yeah. That's why one dying man told Bishop, Bishop, pray for me that the Lord will resurrect me. Because when I re I'm resurrected, I will show the Lord beer what I can do. Yes. Yes. Why don't you serve him with your energy? Why don't you be a soul winner? I look, this message is one of the best messages you ever hear. Yes. It's, it's one of the best messages you would ever hear. It's true. And then the last one, number four, bearing fruit will bring you much joy. Bearing fruit will bring you much joy. Bearing fruit will bring you much joy. Yeah. You see, sometimes when you see Esther post up some of these things, eh? another soul, you think that she's making it up. It is, it's because you haven't experienced it. <laughs> It's true. It's because you have it. Win a soul. You will see that your depression is a cure for depression. It works better than Prozac. I said it works better than Prozac. Ask your neighbor that you know Prozac. Yes. <laughs> when you win souls, it brings joy. First of all, it brings joy to heaven. That's a source of joy. And then it spreads down to earth. Have you not read in the scriptures that there's parting in heaven when one soul gives their lives, their lives to the Lord? Hallelujah. 
I said hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Psalm 127 verse 3. Psalm 127 verse 3. We end with that. Psalm 123 and verse. 127 verse 3. Look at it. Psalm 127 and verse number 3. Brother Nat, after church, come and meet me in the office. Because your verses today has been very slow. When you are coming, take the water gun and fill it with water. As you come. 127 verse 3. Lord, children are an heritage of the Lord. And the fruit of the womb is his reward. Look at verse 5. Verse 5. It says, happy, 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 isn't it? It's the man that hath his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies in the gate. Happy is the man that hath his quiver full of them. Bishop must be a very happy man. Yes, I tell you. His quiver is full. I'm sure he's had, he's had many extra quivers given to him. Because the, the way that his, his, his children are too many. Yeah. His children are too many. The quiver, one quiver can't hold. And he's a happy man. But you can also be happy. Yeah. The process of making a baby is hard. It's a lot of work. Lot of work. Brother Piero, I don't know why you are shaking your head. I mean, <laughs> what work have you done? I'm just kidding. But it's a lot of hard work. And yet, afterwards, it's joy, isn't it? That's why a woman will let go and then come again and come again and come again and come again. Sister Sarah went like six, is it six times? Pastor Eugene, how many times did you go? I, four, oh, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Pastor Eugene, whenever I, f I see him, I, f I can't count the children. I mean, I forget. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But a, a woman will keep going and keep going and keep going and keep going, despite the pain. Despite the pain. Despite the pain. Because there's some joy also associated with it. Amen. Amen. May that be your story. Amen. May that be your story. Amen. Lift up your right hand and just give God a praise right now. Thank him. Bless him. Honor him. 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 Jesus. Jesus. And then put your hand on your heart right now. Just pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. Say, Lord, forgive me. Maybe let's even ask for forgiveness. Ask God for forgiveness for not being fruitful. All the fruits that we've missed. All the fruits that we could have, we, we, we could have had that we missed that opportunity. Let's ask God to forgive us. And let's ask him to give us the chance again to bear fruits. To have more fruits. To bear fruits. To have more fruits. To have fruits of our kind. Of our kind. Increase of our kind. Let's pray. Let's ask for that grace. Yes. Yes. Come on, make it your prayer. It's a very serious prayer. Lift up your voice. I want to hear everyone pray. Say, God, make me fruitful. Let me bear fruits. Let me bear fruits. Let me bear. This year, let me bear fruit. It's a year of the shepherd. Let me bear fruit. Let me have fruit in my life. Thank you.
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Father, thank you so much for this opportunity to hear even this word. Thank you, Lord, that you reminded us again, particularly in this year, the year of the shepherd, that we need to be fruitful. Every one of us need to be fruitful. Because many are called. It is more likely that we have been called than not called. May we also be the few that are chosen. Chosen because we follow up with our call. Chosen because we, we, we labor for you. And Lord, I pray for everyone in this place. As we labor for you, may our labor, according to your word, be not in vain. May we reap rewards. May we reap rewards. For God, bodily exercise, profit and little. But even godliness is profitable unto all things. Having a promise of the life that now is, may we even enjoy even the benefits of even being fruitful on this earth. And may we also enjoy on the day that we come back to you. Thank you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. With every head bowed, every eye still closed. If you are here today and you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, or perhaps you are so far from him, you called on him before, you knew him before, but now you are so far from him. I want to pray for you. Close your eyes, everyone, and just lift up your hand if you, if you want me to pray with you. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me, pray for me. I want to give my life to Jesus. Anyone here like that? Anyone here? Anyone here? I see your hand. God bless you. I see your hand. I see, I see that hand. Jesus. I see that hand also. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you, Lord. Say this after me, everyone. Say, dear Lord Jesus, thank you that you love me so much. You love me so dearly that you even gave your only son, Jesus, to die for me. I receive you today as my Lord, my Savior, my all in all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you that I'm forgiven. And thank you that today marks the beginning of a new walk with you. Thank you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. The two people who raised up their hand, I, I want to talk to you personally after church. All right? Come to me. Come to the admin area. And meet with me. I want to really spend just a few minutes with you. All right? God bless you. God bless you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All 